It's time to go around the courts with Sean Fuster on 5AA Breakfast. Speak up with Crime Stoppers Independent Charity, empowering you to keep your community safe. Supported by Police Credit Union, he is the best in the business. Sean Fuster, good morning to you. Good morning, and I understand that it can't just be Sean Fuster this morning. I think I have to be shortbread Sean Fuster or <laughs> scotchbread Sean right. Fuster. Yeah, we don't make the rules, the listeners do. Yeah. So Scotch finger Sean Fuster, it's got the right alliteration to it. It does. Yeah. I got to say that uh, that theme music we've got for you, mate. Not that I'm disappointed to see you, but I was sort of hoping that Mariska Hargitay was going to be joining us <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> well, it's better than Christopher Maloney coming in and cracking your head open. Let's put it that way. <laughs> or iced tea. <laughs> I pity it the fool. No, tea. wait, that was Mr. T. Was it Never mind. Tea? I think so. no, 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 no. Um, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yes, from Body Count. Yeah. So big year ahead, 2023. Yeah, look, and it hasn't stopped for me. I've actually worked through the break. Yeah, yeah. So I might Senior be back on radio line. today, but I've been working through. We've covered some heck of a couple of stories over the Christmas break. And of course, there was a murder on Christmas night. That's another right. one in the early mm. hours of Boxing Day. So we've had two people lose their lives by violence in South Australia over the Christmas period. We've had suppression orders. We've had money unspent. It's been it's been a busy festive season for an area of the world that uh, is never particularly festive. Mm, and we've got an alleged um, sleazy judge kicking around as well. Yeah, alleged second by stress. Yeah, absolutely alleged. At this point, it's just being investigated by the Judicial Conduct Commissioner, Michael Boylan KC. This is a story that broke this morning by my colleagues Nigel Hunt and Mitch Mott. Excellent story. Good to see that these allegations are now being investigated. You guys might remember a couple of years ago, the Equal Opportunity Commission brought out a report saying that sexual harassment and bastardry behaviour in the judiciary and in the legal profession went all the way to the top. The courts said, well, yes, it's been terrible, but it's great that there's no sitting judges or magistrates involved. Mm. And then the Equal Opportunity Commission came back and went, well, actually, there is a sitting one. And that led to the firing of now former magistrate Simon Malazzo, which we reported on at the Mm. end of last year, for alleged, no, sorry, proven sexually offensive behaviour against three or four different women ranging from cleaners to women in elevators to judicial associates out on circuit. Real, real awful stuff. I mean, it's interesting that we have to have degrees for these things, isn't it? There's a difference between Mm. contact offending or sleazy behaviour or inappropriate behaviour. It will be interesting to see what comes out of this. The, The bits and pieces that I've heard that can't be spoken about are fascinating allegations, whether or not any of them are proven to the commissioner's uh, to the Commissioner's standard of proof and then referred across to a tribunal will be the next question. I know it's all very buttoned down uh, in terms of what you can and cannot say, but Adelaide's a small town. The legal community here is not massive. You'd imagine there'd be a lot of uh, side-of-the-mouth conversations in corridors around all sorts of different chambers and you know central market coffee shops at the moment. Mm. You've both worked in politics. It's like any sort of realm like that. Mm. I mean, th- there are allegations about all sorts of people at all sorts of times. You don't know how many of them have veracity. You don't know how many of them are second or third or even eighth hand. At this point, it's going to be quite the thing for uh, Commissioner Boylan to go through all of that and figure out whether or not this is something that should be referred to a tribunal. And if it is, then that's a closed doors hearing. Like we said in the Tizer about the Malazzo case, that went for several months behind closed doors in Court 9 of the Supreme Court. Everyone knew what was going on behind that door, but no one was allowed to talk about what was going on behind that door. That's mm. a, we were saying before, that's a different standard, isn't it? Because Wait, wait, if you, double if standards in South Australian courts? <laughs> when? I'm, not, I'm shocked and I'm scandalised. I'm not getting the violin out for Sam to look, but Sam to look and, and others yep. 
in other fields of life. Absolutely. Your name's out there, up in lights, before anything alleged against you has been proven. That's right. And look, we had the laws changed recently so that 71A, Section 71A changed, and it meant that people who are accused of sexually based offending, ordinary people who go before the courts, can be named from the moment they're arrested. That was to erase a double standard. Yet when it comes to anything ICAC or judicial conduct related, the double standard remains. Mm. Okay, ICAC was established after the fact and it came with its own set of rules and, and regulations. Why is it different with the judiciary? Good question. It comes off the ICAC Act. Oh, so does it really? It's a spin-off of the same legislation. Okay. So we're working under the same So what would have happened goalposts. 15 years ago? It probably wouldn't have been an investigation, sadly. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're, we're progressing. We're incrementally. 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 You know, it's not like this state is addicted to secrecy or anything, that's for certain. <laughs> oh, I well, mean- well, I'm glad you asked that. You mentioned a statistic when we were in the news that blew me away. And it did feel like, I've got to say, we had to speak in guarded language and code more times in this segment last year than we had before. And that's because... They, the, the state broke its record with regard to suppression orders last That's year. That's right. 277 suppression orders handed down by South Australia's courts last year, the highest amount since 2000 when the Bodies in the Barrels case was on and there were in excess of 300 suppression orders. How yeah. much of it was last year, though, was because of the, the extraordinary ANOM investigation, those that phone carrier service that was able to, to trap so many different crims? Did that complicate things? Well, it did and it didn't. So if you look at the ANOM or the Ironside suppressions, they account for 24% of that 277. You take that 24% out, you've still got more suppression orders than at any time since 2007, which is when the former state government changed the law in order to increase transparency in the courts. Mm. Right. So it's it's never been more secret. I can remember years ago, close to 30 years ago, Chris Masters did a... Big report about it on Four Corners. He did. Suppression state. That's right. Now, Melbourne has more than us now, but also they have more people and more cases. Mm, yeah. The fact that we're at 270... So, numerically, not not, not, not good. Proportionally. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 277 Well, Melbourne's population has passed 5 million. Yeah. Now. Yeah. It's the place to be, apparently, they're saying. The new, the new capital. You but, get around uh, wearing a scarf and... Drinking coffee. The the thing about this is it's just insane. We saw a suppression order come through just last week where the name of the defendant, the charges, the nature of the case, all information regarding the case, and the the file number were all suppressed. (laughs) Now, I don't even understand how that operates because if you suppress any one of those things, with the exception of the file number, you restrict the ability to report in a manner that could identify Well, I was going to say, what's your intro for that story? A person appeared in court yesterday could accused I even say of doing a something really yeah. quite unpleasant. With no file number, could I even say that they appeared in court? Well, <laughs> If a tree falls in the forest and it's suppressed, well, exactly. it doesn't make any noise. Exactly. Uh, is there any relief in sight? Is there any reason to think 2023 won't see another record broken? Well, interestingly, the Attorney General said in his response to me that he's going to look into it. Um, obviously, Kyan Mar is, you know, walking into something of a, a someone else's mess with all of this. So he needs to figure out what's going on and ask the right questions. Labor were the ones who changed the legislation previously. Freedom of speech advocates around the country are saying it's time to review the legislation again. Clearly, it's not doing what it was supposed to do with the 2007 rewrite. Fingers crossed, maybe that will bring the relief we seek. Uh, Just Lawful is back this weekend. We are back. You, you're starting afresh. That's right. Daniel and I are kicking off this Sunday night at 7 o'clock. We're going to talk about why there's $194 million sitting in a government coffer that's marked for victims of crime, and it's not getting spent.
That, this has been going on for years. It's extraordinary. It's crazy. It just keeps getting bigger. And every time and you get bigger. fined, you contribute to it. Well, it's it's the David Pemberthy, you know, slush fund. Every speeding fund. Yeah, I, <laughs> every I was, time. Well, I don't get speeding fines, but I do occasionally f- forget to re-register my damn but car. every time you do, you do so because you care about victims. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'd, he, I'd like them to get some of the money. <laughs> here's the thing. I spoke to one victim for this story, and we'll talk about this Sunday night, and he said... I've paid more into the Victims of Crime Fund by parking fines than I've ever received from it in aid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gee, it'll be accruing solid interest at the moment too, Indeed. that's for sure. That's Indeed. an extraordinary story. Looking forward to listening. Sean, great to have you back. Thanks, Thanks guys. Looking See forward you, to the year ahead. Absolutely.